The Kings are riding a four-game winning streak as they open up a Pacific Division road trip in Calgary tonight. We'll discuss the Kings' win over the Red Wings on Saturday and preview the upcoming road trip. Plus, there is injury news and roster moves to talk about, and it does involve rookie Brand Clark. All that and more coming up on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. At last check, we were at 864 subscribers and on our goal to meet uh, to make 900 subscribers by the end of November. Uh, so thank you very much for all of your support in subscribing to the YouTube channel and, of course, listening on the podcast as well. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I have worked in sports media for almost 30 years past 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the last 16 years and of course a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. We've got a game to talk about from the weekend. That was the Kings hosting the Detroit Red Wings to wrap up their homestand and uh, as far as the lineup goes for the Kings, it's the familiar lineup that we have seen over the last few games. Andre Kopitar centering the top line, Adrian Kempe and Gabe Velarde on the wings. Uh, Philip Deneau centering the second line, Trevor Moore and Victor Arvidsson, his wingers. The third line, Rasmus Kupari at center with Kevin Fiala and Carl Grunstrom. The fourth line, Blake Lazat with Brendan Lemieux and Arthur Kaliev. We'll have news on uh, that line coming up in a little bit. The defensive pairs were Drew Doughty and Mikey Anderson, Sean Dursey and Matt Roy, Alex Edler and Sean Walker. And Cal Peterson was in net with a game this past Saturday against the Red Wings. So again, same lineup we've seen for a while. The big difference, obviously, Cal Peterson being in net, and that would be one of the focuses of this game. Also, would the power play show improvement after some extra practice and some strategy changes? And most importantly, would the Kings continue moving in the right direction, extending their winning streak to a season-high four in a row? And by the way, first game, the Kings wore their reverse retro jerseys, and uh, they are as awesome as uh, everyone hoped that they would be uh, seeing them on the ice in game action. I can't wait to get mine, frankly, it's on order and uh, I'll be wearing it in a future episode here in the near future. I hope as far as this game against the Red Wings, hard to imagine the Kings getting off to a better start in this one. Nine seconds after the opening faceoff, a nice pass from defenseman Alex Edler into his own, out of his own zone up the ice to Rasmus Kupari, who found himself on a two on one with Carl Grunstrom Kupari passes it to Grunstrom, who scores to make it one nothing. It was the second fastest goal to start a game in Kings history. The only other goal faster was seven seconds by Dave Tiger Williams back in 1987. So again, great start for the Kings. And they kept it going early in that first period, building momentum. Um, but then Alex Edler took a tripping penalty and Detroit would score on the power play to tie it up at 1-1. Kings would respond on the power play as Kevin Fiala put a backhand shot on net that somehow got through Red Wings goalie Alex Nedeljkovic. Pretty soft goal, to be honest, but the Kings for sure will take it and took a one, uh, excuse me, a 2-1 lead after the first period. Second period, uh, Kings would add their lead just after a Red Wings power play expired. Sean Dursey had a strong shift and scored on a bad angle shot to make it 3-1. After a tripping penalty on Detroit, the Kings would get their second power play goal of the game and Sean Dursey would get his second goal of the game on a point shot straight away kind of a flutter puck that 
maybe fooled Nedeljkovic a little bit, maybe a little bit of a screen there, but I don't think so really. The Kings had what looked to be a very comfortable 4-1 lead going into the third period. Well, things would get a little uncomfortable, though, in the third, as Philip Deneau was called for a hooking penalty, and the Red Wings scored on the power play to make it 4-2. Late, Detroit would get a goal with the goalie pulled with the extra attacker to make it 4-3. There were some nervous moments, but in the end, the Kings hold on for a 4-3 victory, improving to 10-6-1 on the season, 21 points in 17 games, and they extend their winning streak to a season-high four in a row. We're going to break down this one and tell you why, despite two power play goals, the power play is not back yet. And despite a win for Cal Peterson, I don't know that we're ready to say he's back yet either. But first, did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? Porch pirates is what we call them in my area. Uh, you know those people, they steal packages off your porch. Anyway, that is why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe security system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. It's really cool. You can control your system from your phone with an app and watch crystal clear HD live stream of all your security cameras. If you can't watch, no problem. There are 24-7 professional monitoring agents using Fast Protect technology exclusively from SimpliSafe to capture critical evidence and verify any threats. They even have hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Don't miss your chance to stay big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new SimpliSafe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. At simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There is no safe like Simply Safe. So we um, are going to recap briefly the uh, win over the Red Wings and uh, what were the takeaways from the win over Detroit. And first and foremost, it's a win. It's two points, and that is always the most important thing. Now, if you didn't watch the game, you might think the power play is on track with the Kings going two for three with the man advantage. Um, and one of the power play goals really wasn't because of the being on the power play. Um, and and the, the other goal that they scored statistically was not a power play goal, but realistically it was because it was scored right after a, a penalty had expired and the defenseman hadn't got back into play. We've seen a few of those for the Kings so far this season. But um, I, I think the Kings um, happened, again, they happened to score on the power play, not because they had a power play, in my opinion. Um, it wasn't like they had great puck movement and scored on a one-timer. It wasn't like they got the puck to the point and scored on a screenshot or a deflection. Um, they shot the puck while on the power play, and twice it went in. Um, now, the Kings, you know, did change things around a little bit, which was good to see, because why keep doing the same thing over and over if it's not going to work? Andre Kopitar was down low in front of the net. They had Kevin Fiala playing more up high. Um, but again, I, I don't think that the Kings necessarily scored because they had a great exe- they had great execution on their power play. Like I said, it was more of... They put a shot on net and they were on the power play. And so they get credit for a power play goal. So the only thing that I think positive can come out of that is that, you know, they get a good feeling from being on the power play. You know, there, there's some good that came from it and maybe that can build a little confidence and get them feeling like, oh, when we get on the power play, something good will happen, which hasn't been the case more often than not lately. Um, but I'm still not close to saying that the Kings that I'm, I'm not really all that encouraged by two power play goals in this game against Detroit, because like I said, it wasn't like it was really an effective power play. They just happened to get a shot on goal that went through. And I, frankly, I thought there were a couple pretty soft goals 
that were allowed in that one. So while it is encouraging they scored two power play goals, I am I have to say I'm very far away from saying, all right, this is an encouraging sign. But they did make some changes. They did score a couple of power play goals. So again, hopefully that will at least get them a little bit of confidence going forward, but not ready to say, despite going two for three with the man advantage against their against Detroit in their last game, that the power play is suddenly, okay, it's getting getting to where we need it to be. Still got a lot of work to be done there to convince me of that at this point. Honestly, same thing goes for Cal Peterson. Yes, he did post a win, and that is the most important thing, and he was good enough. Um, he did have a couple of quality saves late, including one on Dylan Larkin to preserve the uh, the, the the lead uh, and get the win. But he also allowed three goals on 21 shots. Um, two were power play goals, um, but he wasn't spectacular. Um, I still think there's room for improvement. Positive step for Cal Peterson. Um, and look, getting a win with him in net, we're always good. It, anytime you get a win with your backup goalie, that's a positive sign. But as we all know, this isn't your typical um, backup goalie situation, right? We want him at some point to take on more of the load so that Jonathan Quick can be more fresh and stronger at the end of the year when hopefully the Kings are where they are in, in a playoff spot. And uh, right now, that's still a work in progress. Again, just like the power play, I need to see more from Cal Peterson. It was a positive step in the right direction, but still, I still think there's room for improvement for Cal. The good news is he did make, like I said, a couple of big saves late to preserve the win, and that's a good sign. But overall, I thought it was an, I thought it was a good enough game from Cal Peterson. Certainly not. We're waiting to see that game from Cal. We're like, all right, this that was a grade A performance. That was a, a, a game where he had to make a couple of big, big time saves. And, you know, throughout the rest of the game, he was solid. And I wasn't ready to say that with this performance. So, again, they're moving in the right direction. We keep talking about this. They're slowly moving in the right direction. Uh, they're kind of pulling along the power play and Cal Peterson with them at this point a little bit. Um, again, positive sign. Bottom line is getting the win. Have some positive things happen on the power play. Have your goaltender, your backup goaltender, who you're looking to rely on more, make a couple of key saves late, preserve a win, all positive steps, but still need to see more from Cal, still need to see more from the power play to really get me feeling like, aha, all right, now we're moving in the right direction here. Uh, so very happy with the win, obviously. Um, but I still think the Kings have better hockey in them. Um, Still waiting to see them put multiple games together of playing solid, solid games. It's, I mean, look, you're never going to play a perfect game. I'm not, and I don't expect that. There's going to be mistakes that that happens. It's a hockey game, but um, I still would like to see them put really good performances together back to back. And they won four in a row, and they still haven't done that, in my opinion. So again, that's a pretty positive sign that they're not playing their best hockey yet, but they're still finding ways to win. Uh, but Cal Peterson can be better. And I think the Kings can still be better. I think there's still room for improvement. But also good to see them not only extend their winning streak to four in a row, but also get it done on home ice. We want we want Crypto.com Arena to be a place where the Kings play their best hockey. We want them to play well in front of the home fans. I think it's important that home ice actually does mean something. And so far, maybe it does. Maybe, maybe that's a step in the right direction uh, that the Kings are going to be a really tough team on home ice this year. Hopefully so. So as the Kings head out on a road trip starting tonight in Calgary, we do have some roster moves to talk about. We have an injury update to tell you about. Uh, but first, I need to tell you about 
BetOnline.net, it is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer. World Cup is coming up. And eSports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love podcasts, sports podcasts, which you probably do, you can find those at BetOnline as well. It is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to BetOnline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is BetOnline where the game starts. All right, so some roster moves. Uh, As a result of an injury, uh, LA Kings fourth-line winger Brendan Lemieux suffered a lower body injury in the win over Detroit. He missed more than half the game. I think he maybe left late first period or early second period, and he has been placed on injured reserve. So the Kings um, also making a move of note, sending rookie defenseman Brant Clark to Ontario. More on that in a second. Uh, while also recalling forward Leas Anderson and defenseman Jacob Movarari. Jared Anderson Dolan is expected to move into Lemieux's spot on the fourth line tonight in Calgary. Um, the call-up for Anderson, Leas Anderson, uh, is interesting. Uh, he has looked good in Ontario so far this early season, five goals and four assists. Um, and I believe, though, that if they send him back, he will have to clear waivers. And uh, if, if uh, that's the case, the way he's been playing lately, uh, somebody might uh, might decide to to pick him up, but we'll see about that. Um, but Leas Anderson has been playing well in Ontario, so he is uh, the forward that has been called up uh, to the LA Kings with the injury to Brendan Lemieux. Um, Jacob Movarari, you know, had a little bit of time uh, with LA last year and uh, was a pretty reliable defenseman. So, kind of providing some depth there with Brant Clark going the other way, which is the big news, uh, other than the Brendan Lemieux injury. And uh, the Kings, you know, we, we if you've been following this Brant Clark saga, you're probably like, wait a minute, uh, how how is he being sent to the AHL? I thought the Kings did not have that option. He either had to stay with the Kings or go back to his junior team. Well, there's a bit of a loophole that the Kings are taking advantage, advantage of smartly, uh, and that is that with Brant Clark being uh, shaken up and hurt uh, with the LA Kings and sitting out a certain number of games, you can send a player like that to the AHL on a conditioning assignment. So he's not been assigned technically to uh, Ontario. I guess he's been loaned is, is kind of the, the way to put it. Um, and he can stay there, uh, from what I understand, for a maximum of 14 days. So what the Kings are doing with Brant Clark is that they are uh, trying to get him as many games possible at this level or at a level above his junior team whether it's practices with the LA Kings, whether it's playing in Ontario, they're trying to stretch this thing out as far as they can. And I got to give credit to Eric Stevens uh, from the athletic who joined us uh, was a couple of weeks ago. He said there was a similar thing that happened. I believe he said it was Max Comtois, the ducks. They did the same thing with him. And so the Kings uh, are, are, are again, getting Brant Clark as many games as they can at a higher level than his junior team before they possibly return him to his junior team or they, they keep him with the Kings, but either way, uh, getting him, I'm, I have no doubt, top pairing minutes uh, in Ontario, top power play minutes in Ontario, and probably going to be leading the team or be very close to leading the team in ice time down there. So getting some good reps in for Brant Clark at this level, the Kings uh, pulling the strings and doing as much as they can to get him as much experience as possible before they ultimately have to make that decision on whether to keep him or send him to his junior team. So another little interesting wrinkle uh, in what they're doing with with Brant Clark and a very uh, very savvy smart move uh, by the LA Kings. All right, so the Kings open up a seven day four team road trip tonight in Calgary. They play in Edmonton on Wednesday and they are in Vancouver Friday, Seattle 
on Saturday. So a very important road trip coming up. Uh, I said when we reviewed or previewed the uh, schedule for the LA Kings that I thought this was the most important stretch uh, that they would have in the opening month or so of the season. Now, granted, I did think I did think at the time uh, that Calgary would be playing a lot better. Edmonton still is looking to find their game, but they're obviously very dangerous. Um, did not think Seattle would be playing nearly as well as they have been. Uh, and you've got Vancouver has been disappointing so far this season. So uh, not quite as big of a trip as I thought going into it. I thought going into it that Calgary would be formidable. I thought Edmonton would probably be in second place. And I thought Vancouver was going to be challenging the Kings for, th- for third or a wildcard spot. That has not proven to be the case. But still, anytime you play within the division, those are very important games. So a very important road trip starting tonight for the LA Kings. Um, and I want to take a look at the Pacific Division standings uh, at this point. And uh, again, it's been very interesting. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are kind of running away with the division at this point, 13-3. and three. The record for Vegas, 26 points. That's the most in the division, most in the Western Conference, and uh, that is second in the NHL, only behind the red-hot Boston Bruins. So Vegas is off to a great start. I thought going into the season, they were a total wild card that if they could have the goaltending workout, um, that they could be formidable. No, I didn't think they'd be this good, frankly, um, but they look fantastic so far to start the season. Uh, the Kings are currently in second place in the Pacific Division. They've got a record of 10-6-1 for 21 points. So um, I thought the Kings were probably a third place or wild card team when it's all said and done. I am very encouraged where the Kings are at this point. Um, whether they can keep this second spot or not obviously remains to be seen. Uh, there are still some some teams that are looking to get on track a little bit, but so are the Kings. We've mentioned it before. The Kings aren't, I don't believe, playing their best hockey of the season at this point, and yet they find themselves in second place in the Pacific. That is very encouraging. Seattle is in third place. Nobody saw this coming. 8-5-2 uh, and two of the record for the Kraken in their second year of existence. They do have two games in hand on the Kings. So the Kings have a three-point lead, but Seattle has two more games that they played fewer than the LA Kings. So opportunities to make up those points there. Edmonton is in fourth uh, at nine and seven. They've got 18 points. They right now would be the number one wildcard team in the West. We talked about it earlier. If you didn't know, they, they lost Evander Kane, one of their top six forwards for three to four months after being cut by a skate blade. So that's going to hurt them a little bit. Uh, you've got Calgary in fifth. And I still think Calgary is going to be a team to be reckoned with. Uh, but they have struggled out of the gate. We're going to talk a little bit more about them in a minute when we preview tonight's matchup. But they're 6-6-2 six, six, and two for 14 points. Vancouver is in sixth, 4-8-3 and three for just 11 points. Thought Calgary would play a lot. Um, excuse me, I thought uh, Vancouver would be a lot better at this point. So far, it hasn't been the case. Another bad start to a season for them. San Jose is in seventh with a 4-9-3 record and 11 points. They're where we thought they would be. And the Ducks are <laughs> in last place uh, with a 4-10-1 and one record. And only nine points as that uh, kind of makes me smile a little bit. Uh, so there is a look at the Pacific Division and where we are at this point in the season. The Kings in second place uh, looking good at this point. If you told me at this point in the season the Kings would be in second place, I would say that's a pretty good sign. Uh, so again, the Kings are in Calgary tonight to take on former Kings head coach Daryl Sutter and the Calgary Flames. As I mentioned earlier, the Flames were expected to be going into the season one of the top teams in the Pacific uh, if not the best team in the division, but they are off to a bit of a slow start. So uh, hopefully we're catching them while they're still trying to find their game. There were major changes in Calgary this offseason. If you didn't know, they uh, lost star player Johnny 
Goudreau to free agency. He went to Columbus in a shocking move. They also traded away uh, fellow star Matthew Kachuk, who we saw obviously with the Florida Panthers earlier this year. Now, in return, in that trade with Florida, they got back fellow star Jonathan Huberdeau, who has struggled so far in his time in Calgary. They also got defenseman Mackenzie Weger, and they signed free agent Nazem Kadri away from the Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche. So some major, major moves this offseason for the Flames. Some people thought, maybe including me, that they'd even be better than they were last year with these new additions, but it's taken time for that chemistry to get going. It's not there yet for them, so hopefully the, the, uh, the Kings are catching the Flames at a good time when they're not uh, clicking at 100% at this point. Faceoff tonight in Calgary is set for 530 uh, it will be televised on Bally Sports West. And as always, you can listen on the LA Kings iHeartRadio network. And Jonathan Quick expected to be back in net for LA as he continues his great play of late for the Kings. Uh, 4-0-1 in his last five starts. So hopefully Jonathan Quick can continue his, uh, his stellar play of late. Uh, and we can look forward to another win for the Kings tonight. Again, the lineup should be uh, pretty much the same, but the one adjustment because of the injury to Brendan Mew. Uh, and that is that, um, again, Jarrett Anderson Dolan uh, is going to slide in to that fourth line wing position. And I believe he's a Calgary native. So uh, a little bit more excitement for Jarrett Anderson Dolan coming up tonight as uh, it looks like he, I believe if I'm, if I'm correct on that, that he's kind of uh, getting a start back in his hometown. I'm sure he's going to have a lot of family and friends there in attendance to, to watch him uh, participate. And I think that's a, it's a solid replacement for Brendan Lemieux. And I think there is some debate about Brendan Lemieux amongst Kings fans. At least there is amongst some of the Kings fans that I talk to. Um, Brendan Lemieux is uh, maybe a little bit of a polarizing player because he's done some things uh, occasionally to uh, to get in some trouble. But he's also a guy who I think has some value because, frankly, he's the only player on the LA Kings roster that if something goes sideways or if somebody takes a, a run at somebody, he's going to answer the call and step up. And I still think that there is a role for that type of player in the NHL, we all know that the uh, the days of the goon are thankfully uh, no longer uh, around anymore. You have to be able to play a little bit, right? You can't just be someone who's out there as an enforcer and all you do is you're kind of an insurance policy and you really don't add anything to the roster. It's that that you don't have that type of uh, of roster anymore. That's not something that NHL teams do anymore, and and thankfully so. I'm not saying that occasionally I don't mind a, a nice a scrap here and there. Um, but it is kind of being phased out of the game. And I have no problem with that. I, I've always been a hockey fan because of the skill and the speed and the excitement of it. To me, a fight, if it breaks out, if it's whatever, it's okay to me. I, sometimes I do get excited by it. Sometimes I roll my eyes at it. But, you know, it is still for now a part of the game. And like I said, the Kings uh, are not a team that has really anybody on their roster that's going to kind of play that role. Even though, again, that role is kind of being phased out, I, I do think Brendan Lemieux has some value in that. He's, his skill is good enough that he's not a liability out there on the fourth line. And like I said, if something happens, if there if somebody takes a run at Jonathan Quick or any other teammate, he's a guy who's going to answer the call. And I, other than him, I don't know anyone else that would do it, frankly. Um, maybe Alex Edler, just because he's a big, big, strong guy. Um, but he's not, I mean, he, even he's not a really big, rugged uh, you know, physical player. Um, so the uh, the flip side of that, though, is a guy like J Jared Anderson Dolan is more skilled, uh, is faster, has more ability with the puck. So there's definitely a give and take. Um, so if, if it looks, looks like Brendan Lemieux is going to be out for a little while. So 
we'll we'll get because of necessity we will get a chance to kind of test the theory there like i said i think there's there are those people in one camp who think that lemieux is important and that he has uh you know the ability to kind of step up when necessary if something goes sideways with him out of the lineup though i think the kings do gain a little bit more offense a little bit more spark but then again our team's going to look to kind of push us around a little bit more because there isn't that guy out there on the ice we're going to get uh, an experiment to see you know, are the Kings better with or without Brendan Lemieux? And you, you could always say, well, that's the fourth line. Who cares? The fourth line it sparks the Kings a lot when they get that cycle going. I think with Jared Anderson Dolan, that absolutely, absolutely does go up as far as that skill level and his speed. But again, we'll we'll see. If anything happens, is somebody else going to step up? Are they going to do something a little bit outside of their comfort, comfort zone? We'll see. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch. A little bit something extra to watch for you uh, as these games go along and this road trip goes along. Uh, through Canada. All right, so that'll do it for this week's show. Thank you for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen. We, we want to invite you to make your second listen. Locked on Sports Today. It's the, They have the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Uh, the Locked on Sports Today podcast is available on Audacity's app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure and check that out. If you have any questions for me, we have the email address always available for you, which is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. I'm sure at some point this week we'll be answering some uh, listener and viewer emails. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at LockedOnLAKings and on Instagram at LockedOnLAKings as well. Again, thank you so much for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Hopefully the Kings can keep that winning streak going tonight in Calgary. And as always, we close out the show by saying, go Kings, go.